Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Tron. And this week we are watching Mr. Robot. Okay, so uh, this is funny. You picked a show that uh, I've watched and you haven't. That's not how we usually do this. Um, but I do normally pick shows that I haven't seen. That's true. So I guess it was only inevitable that this would happen. <laughs> Okay, so what do you actually know about Mr. Robot? Because I know you don't know a lot. So what I know about Mr. Robot is it has uh, Rami Malek in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other thing I know Rami Malek from is the video game Until Dawn. Okay. <laughs> and that, and he's cute. You probably saw him in Night at the Museum, at least. Uh, yeah. And other stuff. Um, also... Since we were watching this on Amazon Prime, there's like a little banner for Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got Rami Malik's face on it. And in front of his face are the words, our democracy has been hacked. Oh, yeah. I told you about <laughs> that back when I first watched the show. And I was like, that's interesting. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, do you want to know some of the like uh, basics? Like, you know that this is not a show about robots, right? No. Well, I'm sorry. I, okay. Before I, I th- you tell I, I, me... Be- wait, wait. Before you tell me, I'm going to tell you what my guess was. What was your guess? I thought it was going to be like an iRobot situation. Where, right. Or like an Android situation where they like look like people, but they aren't right. supposed to be people. And then Mr. Robot is the robot who like actually has human feelings. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 see um i knew i knew i knew i knew that this was a possibility i fucking knew it when you were like oh i don't really know anything about this and you picked it mr because Ro- you love robots i, love I knew robots. that it was possible that you thought that this was a show about robots and that you were misled <laughs> so i had to tell you at the very least if there was gonna tell you one thing about the show it's that it's not about robots because i don't well, want can we us watch to something be with robots then oh my god are you gonna back off on this already <laughs> no i hear it's a really good show Mm-hmm. So let's continue it. And you like you like Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what else do you want to know in particular? What would be um, a good thing to say? I guess whatever you're willing to tell me, since I don't know anything about it, like, do you want me to, do you want to give me like a little hint of what the actual plot is? Or do you just want to go in blind and see my reaction? Uh, I mostly want to go in um, blind. Um, Now that you know that it's not about robots, what do you think it's about? Okay, so... See, also the word hacked made me think it was about robots. Because maybe Mr. Robot, like, his brain was connected to, like, the U.S. government and he hacked the White House or something. You're building an entirely (laughs) different show! No, no, no. Not entirely different. There is hacking in this show. Well, I figure, I hoped there would be hacking if they put hacking in the thing, in the title. Mm-hmm. Not the title, but the, the right. poster. It's uh, a, a psychological techno-thriller is what this show is. Okay, psychological techno-thriller. Is it kind of like Ghost in the Show? No, it's a, it, by techno-thriller I mean that it is a thriller that revolves around a lot of computers. Okay, I don't think I have any idea where this is gonna be headed. I'm bad okay, in that zero case, uh, right now. 
Right. So I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to tell you anything more. Um, I am going to um, just let you know some like cool, not related to the plot uh, information about this show uh, is that. Um, Rami Malek's not, in it. Yes. Rami Malek is in it. And Rami Malek is uh, Egyptian American. And the he show is. is cre- Mr. Robot. Yes. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, okay. So the show is created by uh, Sam uh, Esmail, uh, who is also uh, an Egyptian American screenwriter and director. So I thought that was uh, a pretty cool part about the show, and that it's a, uh, it's that right now it's the, um, a, a, a got a lot of critical acclaim. It's been nominated for multiple awards, and it's. Uh, created by an egyptian american and starring an egyptian american and i think that's pretty neat um obviously i haven't heard much about the plot of the show but like literally everyone i know that's watched it is like you have to watch it it's on amazon prime like go watch it right Mm -hmm. now it's the best thing ever etc etc i genuinely don't know if you'll like this show or not i genuinely think that like there's a 50 50 chance that you'll like so like, like it or last, hate it or last anything. Last time, there's no like robot cop. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> you already have a robot cop show that you love. I'm sorry it's that this. Uh, I'm sorry that this show that everyone is telling you is fantastic and has won awards and has got acclaim and it's got so many seasons is not about a robot cop. But I'm sorry, but people consider Robot Cop to be schlock and don't watch it. Whereas, like, oh, this. A thriller. That's yeah. That's where that's am I going to get my well-written Rami Malek robot cop show? I mean, you're just going to have to manifest it in the real world <laughs> via your own effort. I'm just going to have to write my own Rami Malek yeah. robot cop show. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put my money where my mouth is, I guess, since I apparently know so much about good TV. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched Fight Club? Yes, I have watched Fight Club. Right. Um, is it Fight Club? No, it's not Fight Club. Is um, it the same director? No, no. I know you said an Egyptian American wrote it, but did Chuck Palahniuk write it? No. <laughs> then why? Why is Fight Club relevant? Um, and maybe we should just cut it off here and go watch the show. Okay. Um. So, kind of a short intro, but hopefully we'll have a lot to say when we get back. Yeah, because I, I feel like uh, I feel like I am right on the border of almost saying too much, and it's like, ah, I don't want to, I'm towing the line, and I just, I feel like I don't want to step over it, honestly. <laughs> All right, so we will be right back after watching three episodes. Bon appetit! And we're back. Yeah, so what do you think of Mr. Robot? Um, I'm not sure. We'll get there. Yeah, um, we'll eventually figure that out. Do you want to do a quick recap of the show's events, or shall I? Um, you go ahead and do it. Okay, so it's actually a, a lot, but I think I can condense it. Um, so the main character, I already forget his name, it's Elliot... Yeah, it's Elliot. Works for a cybersecurity firm that 
uh, is being contracted by Evil Corp, which is right. uh, cool, I guess. Uh, it's pretty much explicit in the text that they're evil all the time. Yeah, it's literally called Evil Corp in the uh, in the universe. We'll talk about that. Um, and there's like a big attack. And from the very first scene, you learn that he's a hacker and he hacks literally everybody that he knows because he doesn't know how to do social situations without already knowing all of your in- internet information. Yeah, why have social skills when you can just hack into their personal information? Right. And so there's a big attack on Evil Corp and he's the only person that can do it because he's like a big tech whiz. And he goes over and he fixes it, but he also gets invited to a, like a hacktivist group called mm-hmm. F Society. Um, and he's basically like in and out on whether or not he wants to join because they want to take down Evil Corp. And you said in the first half that it was very Fight Club. And like this speech that Mr. Robot gives Elliot is very Fight Club. It's like it's very much like we're going to burn down the building with all of the credit card debt in it. And, but basically it's the other way around. Like, oh, we're going to hack into their their stuff and uh, get rid of all of the credit card debt and and redistribute the wealth yeah, the ideals are very similar. Yeah, so um, that's the basic gist of the first few episodes, uh, and where we'll get into specifics now. So how do you feel about the literal name Evil Corp? Well, uh, I'm I'm really not sure. I mean, um, there's a lot of stuff in this uh, show that's like very on the nose, but that honestly does like really like stand out. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of parts in the show where it, it tells you what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's supposed to be part of the, like, I don't I don't know what it's called, but the way the show, like, handles itself. They're like, we're specifically telling you this so that you don't have to guess or that yeah. maybe they want to do, like, a cool twist at the end of the series. That it's part of the artifice. It's actually a good corp. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't think so. It's pretty obvious. It's part of, like, the show's, like, artifice. Um, Yes, that's the word they meant. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's diegetic or not uh, that they're, like, evil corp, but uh, I believe that it's essentially just the, um, sort of the, like, find replace for companies like uh, Apple and, say, such. Oh, definitely. Um... Evil Corp is basically the amalgamation of any big company you can think of in uh, in the world right now, like Google, Apple, yeah. etc. Um, if you mashed all of them into one, then you'd start to get a picture of what E-Corp is. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, Do you think that's a merit or, or a, a demerit? that it's it's so kind of upfront about who's the bad guy. Uh, I would never say it's a demerit. Um I I'm not sure um if they like I'm not sure if the like handling of it, it it's like hard to take seriously with how edgy the show is. So uh, I'm not 100% uh on the camp that it's a, like a good merit, but at least it's a half-assed merit. <laughs> um yeah, and you were just about to go into Elliot. So, is he relatable, or is he not? He is specifically unrelatable. Mm. Like, that's, I think, the whole point of him. Because 
So one thing I don't like about this show that a lot of edgy people are, like, really into is the, like, modern society is killing us slowly. It's killing our, like, morality and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people watching are supposed to be the, like, consumer that he's talking about. How, like, quote-unquote consumers are all this one way. Right. Um, it puts he's... a lot of the uh, onus of responsibility on, like, the average person and the consumer rather than uh, on the companies, despite the companies being, like, the main villain of the show. Uh, yeah, Elliot does he... still, like, spend a lot of time ranting about people for being on Facebook. In the in the first episode, he has an internal monologue um, where he's saying, like, oh, you know, society sucks and Evil Corp sucks, but, like, it's society's fault for giving them money and making them as big as they are. The invisible hand. Right, right. Um, so I mean, he he's shown from the very first episode to be, like, antisocial. He doesn't know how to, like, interact with people. Mm-hmm. He, like, all he knows how to do is to literally, like, force his way into other people's lives via hacking them. Right. Um... He's one of those people who's like, what the fuck, Facebook? Hell no, I don't, Facebook, I don't care about Facebook, I don't use Facebook, I'm not on Facebook, Uh, but, like, he's still also, like, uh, lurking and stalking on people's Facebook pages. Yeah, by not on Facebook, he means he doesn't have a Facebook, but he is on other people's Facebooks a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Um, I'm trying to think of, like, how much of my life you can you would have to hack to see because like the shit i post on facebook and twitter you can just go look at it you don't have to like have my password to see those things right so like how much is deducible from that how much is how much of his hacking is necessary and how much of it is just for funsies i don't know uh and speaking of deductions uh, you made a comment, like, really early on in the show, uh, asking if he was, like, the hacktivist Sherlock Holmes. What do you think of that now? Like, now that you've actually seen three episodes and you've gotten to know him a bit better. Um, I think it was just kind of going hard on it in episode one, um, to show that he, like, he is more observant than he lets on. Mm-hmm. Um... Because there's this really weird, like, very Sherlock Holmes-esque scene where he's in therapy and he's, like, picking out all of the stuff about his therapist. And he's not doing it by hacking, but he's, like, looking at her. He's like, oh, you've got a Hunger Games book. Like, obviously you're really into, you know, easily consumable media, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I think it's just, I think it was just in the first episode to make him seem even more, like, quote-unquote weird they they don't really go that hard on it in episode two and three, as far as I could tell. <laughs> you know what if, I mean? If you like Hunger Games, you're sheeple. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's because um, there. I think they were trying to like lay down some like groundwork in episode one, but like by the time you're in episode three, you're in sort of like the plot of it. Yeah, episode one is definitely pretty much entirely set up. Um, I think I have the most notes for episode one, just because it was uh, a lot. Yeah, same here. If you if you didn't know that he was a nerd that only knows technology, he has a fish named Qwerty. Right, of course. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, and um, at the end of the episode, uh, episode one, I wrote down who is Mr. Robot, but I can't remember if that was revealed at the end of episode one or not. Uh, yeah, by the end of the episode one, you saw the guy with the Mr. Robot patch. Yeah, he. so Mr. Robot is the leader of F-Society, um, the like hacktivist group. Um, yeah, who's he's... trying to take down Evil Corp and presumably every other like big company? He's a loud uh, and rude and like presumptuous, like stubbly white dude. In a oh, if you wanna, if you wanna get my real feelings on Mister Robot, uh, let's just turn to my episode three note. All caps. Mister Robot is an abuser. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I know why you wrote that down. I don't like. Anyway. We can get to that, or we can talk about it now. Um, let's get to that when we get to that. Um, okay. I, I wanted to know, like, <clears throat> for, like, example, like, okay, so Elliot doesn't like being touched. Uh, Elliot does like to, like, know things about people, and there are people that he likes, but he, uh, the whole, like, shit. I knew those personal facts about them from their emails type thing he's got going on. He keeps, like, his distance. Uh, right. He does drugs. He's, like, super smart. Yeah, even people he he likes, he keeps his distance from. Mm-hmm. But, sorry, continue. He does seem to like his co-workers, but um, uh, I wouldn't say he's a Sherlock Holmes type. Well, I think the, like, drugs part is also very like Sherlock Holmes. At least very uh, BBC Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Sherlock always did drugs. I think. Yeah, it's it's very much of the, like, trope of, like, really smart person needs something to dull their, their smart person senses. Because otherwise he's just on all the time. Well, and it, like, he literally says, like, oh, I can only take 30 milligrams of morphine a day or else I'm in addict or whatever oh yeah he's he's in serious denial about his addiction he's even being like quote-unquote smart about doing drugs because he's trying not to build his tolerance or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's like no you're not you're just you're as dumb as everyone else you're an addict but you're an addict with a system that helps you keep your addiction up right uh, it, it, like, when your drugs were threatened, you were still immediately like, well, shit, I need to resolve this situation because I need my drugs. Just... Well, it it was so funny because um, in episode two, the, like, the supplier for his drug dealer is talking to him. And he was like, oh, it's weird that you take Suboxone, which is, um, it's basically an anti-OD uh, drug. It, it blocks, like, the, anyway, <laughs> it blocks, like, certain drug receptors. Um, but he's like, oh, it's weird that you do that. You probably think you're not an addict. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, even in episode two, he gets called out on it. Oh, he's, uh, he's complicated, I guess, is a good thing in a main character. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, I'm glad he has flaws, like, that he, he can't realize his own bad habits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make it any less annoying to watch, right? But I do I enjoy that his flaws exist, and we actually talked about this um in episode one and two, where um 
it was starting to annoy me, his quote-unquote protector of women habits. Right. I don't know if that's a TV trope or not, where where someone is particularly protective of, like, the women in their life. He's a true feminist. Yeah, but he's, like, very protective of his best friend Angela and his therapist uh, Chris Kristen and his drug dealer Shayla. He's like, I must protect these women because they can't protect themselves. And in episode two, he, like, basically ruins Angela's life. Mm-hmm. Um... I believe the trope for that is called, like, being a white knight, which, like, has a bunch of other um, unfortunate... Yeah, that's got a lot of weird internet connotations. Yeah, that has a bunch of weird internet connotations now. I couldn't think of a... I'm pretty sure that's what the trope would be called, though. No, I guess if... Since this is a movie about, like... Or a TV show about, like, internet and hacking and stuff, white knight would fit. I don't know. So, but he is very much like that. But it does show that, like, even that is a flaw. Mm -hmm. Because, like, by trying to protect Angela and by trying to protect Kristen and Shayla, in the first three episodes, he basically is, like, trying to do something to help them out and ends up making them sadder and upset instead. Mm -hmm. He's very dumb. Um, Which I'm glad for, because I think in a lot of shows and media in general there is, like, a big emphasis on, like, men standing up for women in, like, a way that's, like, because the women can't help themselves type of deal. Right. Um, And this definitely is still a little bit like that, but it does show that he's not, he's not doing it perfectly. He's still, he's making it worse. Um, I think what the show does make clear, uh, like, regardless of how the audience thinks um, is that when Elliot goes out of his way to like try and solve their problems, like in some way that they didn't ask for um, uh, that they're like, they're not dumb. They're like unhappy uh, with uh, him for that when they like know about it. Oh, and Elliot is bad at keeping it a secret that he did something. Well, it's, it's kind of nice. It's very, um, so we've talked before about friends who act like friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot isn't great at acting like a friend to Angela, who is his coworker and like his best friend since childhood. Right. His... Um, and in episode three, they kind of, uh, hint that they met in like a, a par- parental grieving group or something. Something like that. They, they met because their parents both died because of the same, um, like uh corporate um what's the word carcinogen the same like corporate evil killed both their parents yeah um but even even if they aren't necessarily like even if elliot isn't really good at reciprocating the friendship like angela is one of the only people shown to like know him so other people are just like, oh, that's Elliot, he's weird. And she's like, no, he's obviously lying. Right. Or, like, he's obviously upset, or when everyone else really can't tell what's going on with him. She's obviously, like, aware of, like, various, of all the, like, subtleties going on with him. Yeah, which is nice. It's it's nice that there's someone that sees through his shit. Uh, so, Elliot, he has to, like, make his choice and, like, uh, convince himself to go on with this um, F-Society stuff, and he's 
uh, very hesitant to, to do it at first. Uh, and then he like tries to back out. Uh, he, he starts, uh, uh, because he tries to like uh, the back out and back in and he's kind of like wishy-washy. Uh, he gets fucking sent to the hospital by Mr. Robot. Um, yeah. Well, so the first time he does what F society wants, um, and a like the head of evil corp goes to jail for it so f society is like hey let's do another thing that's even bigger and possibly like could kill people and he backs out um and mr robot sends him to the hospital yeah yeah uh that's pretty much what i just said i was just more specific true um did you want to talk about that about mr robot pushing him over a ledge onto some rocks i wanted to mostly talk about elliot and then get to the other characters but how about we get to the other characters and then go ahead and talk about mr robot while i reorganize my thoughts uh and we'll talk about everybody who's not elliot and then we'll get back to elliot for the end (laughs) okay so mr robot invites him into f society and then um elliot leaves uh First, he tells Elliot his prison dad story. Right, right, right. Um, but that was when he was trying to get him to join in the first place, was the prison dad story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Elliot leaves, he gives his zeros and ones speech, which you hate. Oh, yeah. Because it's um, boiling all human beings down to, like, two types and then making it a, like... Are you in the in-group or are you in the out-group type, like, peer pressure shit? Slash, are you yeah. with us or are you against us? And and Elliot is very, like, you know there's gray, it's not all, like, black and white morality, and Mr. Robot's basically like, fuck that. And I can't remember what happened to make Mr. Robot push him over, other than the fact that Elliot left and he didn't like that. Well, uh, what sort of, like, happens is that... Um, Mr. Robot is like, uh, no, I said you leave, then you don't come back. Uh, and then Elliot's like, come on, I'll do anything. Uh, and then Mr. Robot, who's been like hassling him previously about uh, how Elliot's dad died, uh, because mm-hmm. obviously Mr. Robot knows more than he's letting on, uh, is like, all right, I'll let you back in if you tell me about how your dad died. Uh, and Elliot, you know, says all this stuff about how, like, his how his dad died and how it like fucked up both his dad and his mom and his, his relationship with both of them yeah and uh, he said um just so i can make my point later he was telling him like this really emotional story about how like he was arguing with his dad because he wanted his dad to like go to the law for the corporation that gave him his cancer and his dad got angry and pushed him out a window also, he, his dad didn't like his dad didn't like tell his mom, and his dad didn't seek treatment until it was too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mister Robot says, "Oh, do you think your dad was right?" And then pushes him over the ledge. Uh, that's not. Uh, uh, it's worse than that because he's like he asks uh, Elliot if he thinks that he deserved it, and Elliot's like, "Nah, I was just a fucking kid." And then he's like, "Oh, well, you betrayed your dad, and like you don't fucking like betray the covenant, essentially." Uh, like referencing like oh but not just betraying his dad but like betraying Mr. Robot and then he pushes him off yeah um so it's for that reason and I feel like there's something that happened in the third episode that also made me hate him other than the fact that like 
So in the third episode, Mr. Robot comes to Elliot's workplace and threatens to make a scene until Elliot will talk to him. And Elliot still got like scars and and like bandages from the hospital from when Mr. Robot like mm-hmm. injured him. And so he's forced to like go talk to him about the F Society thing and forced to listen to hear Mr. Robot out. And it's just, it's very suckish. And I, I'm pretty sure Mr. Robot's not supposed to be a sympathetic character. Oh, he's a huge asshole. I don't think there are any good sides here. He's, he's just very abusive because he's like the, you know, the good parts of me outweigh the bad parts type of person. And when they really don't, when the good parts are few and far between, but they, you know, try to make you overlook the bad by having good in the first place. Um, well, he, he deflects blame. Uh, he tells uh, uh, Elliot in, like, various ways that he's, like, no good, while also, like, still being, like, come with me, come be one of my hacker friends. Like, uh, I need you, uh, and uh, here, come into this situation. Um with me uh but also i'm gonna be a piece of shit to you the whole time yeah um the unfortunate thing is i don't think there's a good side here Mm -hmm. because mr robot is obviously a terrible person and uh if they go through the original plan that f society wanted to do then they're gonna hurt other people um but evil corp is also very obviously not a good thing because they are a corporation that is like purposefully covering up um you know the fact that they were injuring their own workers like what is the case with Elliot's dad mm-hmm. and they you know and they employ a guy who just looks so much like a villain and i think that's Tyrell. the main that's their main issue um yeah Tyrell Wellick he at like the very first time he showed up you can attest to this I said, he has a villain face. He is a villain. Right. Um, In episode one, he kind of nerds to Elliot. uh, And then uh, in episode two, when Elliot is kidnapped, he offers Elliot a job at Evil Corp. Because uh, if Tyrell takes over um, as the uh, CTO, then they're going to probably restructure and not go to Allsafe anymore. Um, yeah, so he's basically saying, like, oh, we're going to stop our thing with Allsafe, so if you want a job, come here, but I can't offer you a job because we have a non-compete, so... And in the third episode, you see Tyrell... Uh, literally. Um, literally beating up a homeless person. Oh, I was just going to talk about how... Um, yeah, he, fuck, he doesn't have his... the whole CTO thing assured, uh, and he's... Got a, a like pregnant wife that he uh, goes home to, and he speaks Swiss with because he is. Uh, he he tries very hard to put on an American accent when he's talking to other Americans, and I don't yeah. know if that's like part of his character. I I assume it's part of his character, where it's like, oh, he wants to seem as American as possible so he can move up in the ranks. Yeah, I don't know if that's part of the actor or the character, because either way. Acting. Right. Um, so he, like, beats up a homeless person, and he tries to fuck his boss's secretary to get, I don't know, to... Oh, he bugged his phone. Yeah, he seduces his secretary so that he can do corporate shit. Uh, and then he, he goes home to his BDSM wife, who's pregnant. 
Right. It's very weird. His whole thing is very weird, and I'm not sure I'm into it as a villain. Uh, we just, um, we still don't know a lot about him, but we're starting to get a peek into what an interesting life he has. Yeah, he, well, but like, so there's something very, like, shock value about, like, you know, a smash cut to him fucking his boss's secretary. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at these gays. But then, like, but then they, you know, do another cut to Elliot hanging out with his boss and his boss's husband. And it's right. like, oh, look at these cute gays. <laughs> and I don't know how to feel about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think they are just what they're like uh, doing is that they're just like having a like uh, stable and like well balanced gay couple as like a part of the secondary cast who is among the like normal and nice people that Elliot is trying to protect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're having the like uh, male villain uh, sort of like mess with tropes a little bit by being like kind of like a male femme fatale who owns his sexuality. Yeah. I was going to say femme fatale. Right. A mask um, fatale. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I would try to think of another another type of pun, but I'm my brain is kind of devoid of words right now. Yeah, so far the thing about and, Tyrell and mask murderer out. sounds bad. He, he's not killed anyone, I think. <laughs> I think who knows? Yeah, who? I mean, he seems like like. Come on, we saw how like <laughs> just through all of the courtesy and politeness in episode three that he had murder eyes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the, you know, the third episode, Mr. Robot is finally like, okay, we're, F- me and F Society are going to leave you alone. And Elliot right. goes on this big old rant about how, like, he's going to start being the, like, average society person that he was ranting against in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, asks his drug dealer, Shayla, to be his girlfriend. And she's very cute. And she shows him his quilt, her quilting. It was very good. Um, and I was thinking... Like, oh, is this going to be, like, Breaking Bad, where the first three episodes are kind of a, like, contained setup, and then every episode after that continues the plot? Um, but no, at the end of episode three, um, uh, F-Society leaks a lot of information about Evil Corp, which causes Elliot to go back and start working with them again. Yeah, specifically that Evil Corp was directly responsible for what happened to his, his father and his best friend's mom. yeah. Um, which, like, yeah, it, it seems like they probably uh, knew that since, like, before they recruited Elliot. Yeah. Um, it, it's just my guess, but... So, would you watch more of this show? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I would. I was gonna say, because, like, I'm still not sure I'm gonna give it a good rating, but I am definitely kind of into the plot enough to want to watch more. Yeah, I gotta see more Flipper. Yeah, he stole a dog. He's just, that's the best <laughs> part about being a hacktivist criminal guardian angel is stealing dogs. Yeah, um, there is a lot of like really predictable stuff. For example, in episode one, we're introduced to Angela, his best friend's boyfriend. And I don't remember his name, but from the first scene with the boyfriend, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's the average douche boyfriend, and it's revealed 
in episode one that he's also a cheater, and it's like, really? Does uh, it have to in be episode three? He's being blackmailed. But like, does it have to be like so obvious? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I would say that he is definitely, like, the weakest point in the construction of the plot so far, but, um... He could just be a douchebag, like, you can make a person terrible without making them a cheater. Yeah, him and Angela, who are for some reason staying together at the end of episode three, uh, are now, they have their own, like, subplot, which is probably going to connect to the main plot somehow, uh, going on, that I'm... Like, I haven't liked it so far, but I am curious to see how it's connected to everything else, because it would be weird if it was just, like, a weird dangling secondary plot. Yeah. Oh, and because I've been talking about stuff I don't like, here's some stuff I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, Rami Malek's acting is, like, and pretty much everyone else's acting is, like, super on point. Yeah. Um, he does the creepy eyeball thing when he <laughs> talks to people, which is very more evidence of how bad he is at talking to people. He's he's really cultivated a a different kind of creepy look. Um. Yeah, but like um, Shayla is a very realistic person, and her actor is good. And um, his boss is a very realistic person, and his actor is good. So yeah. I think all that is like none of that is something you can complain about. Um, uh, I I really like Shayla Gideon and Angela a lot. So. Yeah, and I, Mr. Robot's actor is very good at being a douchebag. Yeah. Um, um, and I was, the other thing I really liked, which I only really mentioned in episode one, because I'm not sure he does a lot of narrating in episode two and three. Well, he yeah. does, actually. He does a lot of narrating throughout. But oh, yeah. He's constantly I, talking to us, his um, imaginary friend who's nameless. Yeah, he calls, he calls the Watcher Hello Friend, and the first episode is titled Hello Friend. Basically. And I think it's... I think it's really nice because it's kind of like a, a dear diary type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like getting a look into his head and his thoughts, but it does actually feel like if he were to tell a close friend, like all of these secrets, this is how he would say it. Right. Brahmi Malik uh, is a very good actor and considering how he awkwardly stands around in most of the scenes in the diegetic sense, uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they give him these moments of narration and of like, uh, oh, he goes on a rant, but oh, it turns out he was just imagining it. It wasn't actually real. Right. Because but it, it does like it, when he's narrating, it does feel like, oh, I am the watcher. I'm his friend. Yeah. Because it, it, it gives him a chance to like talk and emote more. But even when mm-hmm. even when he is being like quiet all the time and stuff, he's still like a really good actor of like the subtleties of his face and the tone of his voice. Like he's not, he's not just playing it flat. Mm hmm. I agree. Um, I'd say that the acting, uh, and the plot twists so far, uh, have got me definitely like curious enough to like keep going with this show. Uh, even though I'm not like a fan of like, uh, the boyfriend subplot, and I'm not a fan of Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot makes yeah. Elliot look good by comparison, so... Yeah, we're definitely not supposed to be a fan of Mr. Robot. At least I hope not. Huh? But like I said, it feels like there's no good side here, which is something that also kind of... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, watch. I definitely would say that... It's more like uh, asshole good guys versus asshole bad guys. I wouldn't really... I wouldn't put them on the like same level of evil, okay. despite not knowing a lot about them. Okay, so we're low on time, so do you have a rating? Um, I was going to go with spicy. 
Um, I was thinking spicy or sour because, like I said, there are a lot of like elements I don't like about it. Although I would continue watching it, so I guess I guess it would have to be spicy. Yeah, because they're not I think, they're not um, bad elements. I just don't personally enjoy them. Yeah, uh, like it's well constructed, but the show itself is kind of asocial. Okay, are we done then, or is there any last minute stuff you want to mention? Um. No, no. I mean, I've got to announce um, the uh, next episode, but uh, besides that, we've just got to uh, talk about uh, guest episodes, I guess. Right. So um, we are planning on, so we don't have any like specific dates for this yet. And I'm really glad that we're getting this episode out a week after last episode since we missed so much. Um, but we're going to go back to our regular two weeks um, biweekly schedule and we're going to start having guests. So the guests are just going to be our friends or, you know, other internet people. Yeah, but um, um, you you can't expect us to, like, be able to, like, reliably plan around them. So uh, you're not going to get a lot of scheduling heads up on when those episodes are going to come up. At, at least not in the actual episodes themselves. You might get, like, a, a blog post about it. Yeah, so when those drop, we'll probably just go ahead and drop them into the feed. So that's how that's going to go. So it'll be fun, I think, to listen to a third person talk because we talk a lot. Yeah, um, we'll get some guests in here to pick their own episodes. But yeah, we'll definitely um, give you a heads up on tvdpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, if you like this episode, it would be really cool if you could leave a review. If you like this episode and a lot of our other episodes, it would be super cool if you could subscribe. Um, uh, another cool thing that you could do is just to like send us some feedback about like how we're doing or a show that you would like us to watch like a request yeah so um in two weeks what are we going to be watching uh i picked uh the anime the vision of escaflone i have zero idea what that is isn't that exciting <laughs> I guess it is, and we'll see you then. All right, bye-bye.